Alright, alright, we're back at it again with another episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Damian. And today I'm sipping on a French vanilla latte. Just picked it up from Sheets, that wonderful store I was talking about last time. And uh, today they gave me my uh, latte for free, so can't complain about that. So it looks like we're already off to a good start. So I suggest you get yourself a good cup of uh, coffee, latte, cappuccino, espresso, good shot of espresso, whatever you're sipping on. And let's get into it. So for tonight's background scenery, I have a nice raindrop behind me. Temperature is about 57, 58 degrees. Got a decent mist, a little more than a mist, a little stronger than a mist. Coming down the windshield pretty good, so I've got about 10 million raindrops on my windshield. It's hitting the car around me, so it's creating a nice ambiance for me to uh, get in the mood and record this uh, wonderful podcast. Um, today we're going to do a bit of a daydreaming, so to speak, just thinking out loud pondering some bigger topics but looking at it you know trying to look at it globally but I mean when you're in the flames as we all are it's kind of hard to see the fire so I'm going to do my best to uh, put my thinking cap on and try to troubleshoot some of these issues we're going to bring up today so today's theme is going to be if I were king basically if I were in control of the world how would I solve a lot of the problems that I see? So, of course, you know, I got the medium latte for this. I would have got the large, but, I mean, I don't want to keep you guys on here too long. So, we're going to just talk about some of the problems in the world, some of the things I've seen, and talk about how I would go troubleshooting those things. So, let's get right into it. So, if I were in control of the world, what would be the first thing that I would try to tackle, try to handle, try to resolve. I would say probably hunger. Why? Because everybody eats. I don't know how many times a day I eat. I don't know how many times a day you eat, but I know I eat just about every time I can get my hands on some food, whether it's a snack, whether it's some gum I'm chewing on, whether it's something to drink, something just to uh, feel this hole in our soul, right? So we enjoy the food we eat. We like to eat good. We like to eat healthy. We like to eat things that are tasty. Sometimes we eat stuff that's unhealthy, but I mean, it's all the same. We eat. But there are some parts of the world where people can't eat. Food is not as readily available. It's not as available uh, to people. But see, my thing is, now I'm not comparing people to anything lesser than a human, which they are. But what I believe is that if we can come up with something called dog food or cat food or horse feed, I think we can come up with a human, a human um, comparative. Something that humans can eat that gives them the nutrients they need, gives them the nourishment, has the vegetables, has the vitamins, has the protein, all that in one cheap source of food. Now they have that. It probably won't taste the best, of course, but it would give them the calories. It would give them everything they need and it should cost for pennies on the dollar. So I'm thinking uh, oatmeal is something the whole world eats pretty much. But if you could somehow fuse oatmeal with some kind of protein, some kind of uh, vegetable, and put all that together, I mean, and, and sell it maybe a pound, you know, so it wouldn't be nothing for the economy to just give to the people. Um, maybe, I don't know, a pound, shoot, 50 cent a pound, a dollar a pound, whatever. I mean, people do donations bigger than that all the time. They give to these little 
dog charities and things like that. So, I mean, they're doing $20 a month. So, I mean, if you could do a pound of food for a dollar and the food being so rich in protein, so rich in nutrients, I think you could feed a nation easily. Just drop off a pallet. Everybody eats. You just eat that every day. Now, it's not the best food. You know, best food is in taste, but as far as quality, yeah, all the nutrients are there. A lot of the things we eat don't even give us the nutrients we need. We just eat it because it tastes good. You know, you can look at look at people's body type and see that. I mean, everything they eat isn't just super healthy. I mean, if you're freaking 400 pounds, you know, I mean, you can't be eating vegetables and rice every day. It's just not happening unless you're eating like 10 kilos of rice and 15 kilos of vegetables or something like that. But then... I don't even think that's possible to eat that much food, but I'm sure somebody would find a way, especially with those mukbangers out there. I watch you guys. I enjoy your videos. It's good stuff. But, um, yeah, I think we should be able to come up with a way to uh, rid the world of hunger. I mean, especially the kids. I mean, you know, those little kids, you know, you see in the video and things like that. I'm sure you walk around. Here in my country, we don't see children. Uh, especially where I live, I don't, I don't see any children starving on the street. That's just not happening. But, I mean, you might see some beggars or something like that. I mean, especially in my city, I mean, there's really, only thing you see, you might see some people, either vets or people posing as vets that are out there holding a sign, you know, trying to get some money, or you got people trying to scam you out of money. But I mean, you don't have just like 15, 13 kids walking around with no food, kids sleeping on the street, literally children. No, you don't have that. Not here. We're just not going to tolerate that. That's that's not going to happen. Uh, but adults, yeah, probably in some of the larger cities, yeah, you might find an adult or something like that sleeping. But a lot of times, a lot of those adults that are out there are homeless, they're out there because they want to be. Everybody that's out there, you know, pushing the cart, I mean, it's not like they all lost their jobs and they all fell victim to drugs or they all fall victim to the bottle. No, some are out there just because they don't, they don't want to play the system. They don't want to, you know, participate in the game. It is a game. You work. You get a house, you get money, you pay bills, you pay taxes, and some people are totally against that, so they'd rather live on the street. And a lot of times you got people that make more money out there doing that than they do, you know, in societies what they consider to be a norm, you know, working, holding an 8 to 5 or a 9 to 5. So you got a lot of people out there just making their own way as best they can, but it's by choice. Then you have people out there on the street with more money than you got in your pocket. So it's a game to them, you know. But that, I guess, brings us into homelessness. So in my work, that's definitely, definitely a big topic. That's one of the problems we always face uh, with some of our folks because we're trying to help them get jobs, trying to help them get ready, take on the world. But, I mean, when they're homeless, it's just such a challenge to get anything done because, I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm sitting in my car right now in this little bit of nice rain. I'm actually enjoying the rain, but I'm not out here laying on the street in the rain. You know, so there's a difference. So... For people that are homeless, I mean, there's different challenges. Something that's enjoyable, you know, you, you go to the store, you shop, and you come out, and you run to your car, you walk. I don't run. I used to run to the car, but now I walk because I find that when you walk, it's like you stay drier longer. I think when you're running, you're covering more ground, more surface areas, so you're getting hit by more raindrops, so you initially get or eventually get soaked versus walking and just getting hit with the rain when it hits you but anyway back to the topic homelessness so what does it take to have a home uh it takes stability a lot of times people don't have mental stability sometimes physical stability sometimes their health condition so poor that the medication they're paying for you know precedes what they need to pay for in rent you know and then you got to put food 
Excuse me. Then you got to put food on top of that, and then you got uh, different family members. Sometimes you have a family, and they have children, and you know they're they're already low income based, living below the poverty level. Something happens. Dad gets sick, loses his job. Next thing you know, they're on the street. You know, but fortunately here, I don't know about over there where you live, but here they do have a lot of programs and charities. If you have children, you're going to get assistance. No doubt about it. They're not going to let you. They're not going to let you starve, especially the woman. You know, if she's a mom and she has two kids, oh, they're going to take care of her. If it's a guy, you're on your own. Because I mean, they're like, you know, get out there and work. Unless you're physically disabled. If you're physically disabled, then you go out there, you get on disability. You know, you get a check or something like that. The government pays for, it, or we pay for it, the taxpayers. But if it's a woman and child, um, yeah, they'll put them up. They got all types of domestic shelters, homeless shelters, and if it's a line and it comes down to you. You know, if you're a man or a woman and two kids, they're going to take the woman and two kids every time. That's just how it is. So it's the norm. So you can expect that. You know, don't be surprised if you're there in the homeless line or whatever or in the soup line and you're trying to get some food and they give it to the woman and the kids before you. Um, of course, children are the future. So that's just how it is. But I think um, they could come up with some low, I mean, low, 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 low housing. Um you know, not a hole in the wall, but basically, shoot, if we could make jails, why not make housing sales? You know, give people a space. I mean, you can go in, boom, you got your little five by nine space, bed, um, maybe a sink, maybe a mirror. I mean, that's good to go. If it's if, if they got kids, how many kids they got? Three kids, boom, bed, 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 stack them up. You know, I mean, just do what you can, but I mean, there's no reason that people should be out here sleeping on the street, especially with the way, the way it is in the world, all the money we waste, all the resources we waste on BS. You know, they got people studying like just insects and things like that. I mean, just, you know, I'm not knocking anybody's profession, but I'm profession, but I'm like, if you could spend, you know, 10 million on why mosquitoes bite people, then, uh, you could, you could build some, um, living structures for people that don't have homes. Now, I do have to mention that even though we do provide services and supports for people that are homeless, a lot of times they got people out there that abuse it, which which gives it all a bad name, you know. That's why people don't really want to donate. It's why people don't really want to help us because you got these people out there, you know, they get their check from the government. Okay, free money, one. They don't work, right? They got six kids, right? Kids are all on benefits. Um, and then they get food stamps, six, $700 a month. So they're out there pulling in $2,300 because your kids get a check too. Cause the kids have probably got some kind of mental health issue going on, you know, 23, $2,300 a month. They're pulling in for doing nothing, but sitting there getting fat on the couch. Um, yeah. Now those situations, yes, yeah, a drain on society and yes, there, there should be, uh, investigated to where. They come up with some kind of way the person just sitting there eating potato chips, having all those kids can go out there and make some money. But then at the same time, you know, they'd be like, okay, well, what about the uh, the fathers or something like that? Well, I know people are against population control, right? You know, it's people's right to go out and fornicate and have all these kids and appropriate all this stuff like that. But uh, if... If you can't afford the kids, I'm just saying, I mean, it's not wise to be having them if you can't afford it. I think you should have to fill out an application to have a kid. Um, you know, do you get approved for it? Like, do you make enough income? If you don't, then you got to wait, get a better job. Um, 
over time, yeah, it would deplete the civilization or the population, but at the same time, the people that are here would have more resources. See, I mean, okay, you come from a big family, 10, 12 kids. Okay, if you're if the parents are like freaking millionaires, then yeah, they can pay for it. Everybody get a good education. Everybody get good nutrition, health care, all that stuff. But if you're not, then I'm paying for it. You know, my neighbor's paying for it or you're paying for it. You know, people are just paying for it because these people are having so many kids they can't afford. There's another drain on society. There's a drain on Medicare, you know, health care, other services and things in the community. It's just a drain on society. But let's go ahead and take a little short break. And we'll come back with some more thoughts on if I rule the world. So let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Okay, so I'm sure everybody's been watching the news a little bit. And there's this talk of war, right? World War Three, nuclear war. People getting bombed, people getting blown up, different countries getting into it. Okay, here's the thing. How would I handle the situation? One, get rid of uh, a certain president. You know, not deplete him from the earth, but remove him from his place of office, right? Give him a job, give him a broom, give him a corner and say, go sweep, go sweep the bathroom or something like that. I would probably go in and look at the, the infrastructure of several governments I would probably go in and, and look at how people are running things. If you're if you're out there and your your people are respecting you due to fear, you know, or people are fearing you and not respecting you, then uh, something needs to be changed. Uh, if I were to rule the situation, rule the world, I don't know if I would go and just say I'm going to remove all weapons, but I would really look at how crime is um, treated. Right, so. People that create crime, people that do crime, people that spend their time scheming and killing people and hurting people and causing violence, mayhem, they do it out of what they consider to be necessity. Okay, so what's the thing? Are you are you stealing cars because you want money? Are you stealing cars because you need a ride? Let's find out what's going on with these people. Now, here's the thing. I realize, yeah, you're like, okay, in a perfect world, yeah, nobody would do anything wrong. But here's the thing. Hear me out. I would give everybody a shot. I would talk to them or have my people talk to them. So let's just say, let's just give you a situation. Let me get let me get a guy who has just stolen 14 cars and let me put him in my court, right? Let me put him in my office, put him in my chambers or whatever, whatever I'm leading from. Let me talk to this man, right? And then I say, why'd you steal the cars? And he says, oh, well, I needed the money. You need the money? Okay, you got two options. Now... Do you have a family? He says, yeah, I have a family. I have a girlfriend and I got like three kids. Okay, we're going to verify that. We're going to confirm that. So if he has three biological kids, right? I don't care if he has a girlfriend or not, but if he has three biological kids, I say, okay, well, you need to be able to provide for your children, right? And you need money, right? But you can't go out here stealing people's cars, right? So here's what we do. I have a job for you. I would give him a job. Whether it would be something in agriculture, whether it would be something with concrete, construction, I would give him a job. And a portion of his earnings would go directly to his children, right? Their livelihood, their schooling, their clothes, their food. It would just get drafted out of his money that quick, right? His earnings that quick. Now, there would be a little remainder, enough for him to live on. And after that, I would tell him, say, look, 
I do all this and you mess up, then you're done. He said, what do you mean you're done? I said, you're done. We're going to remove you from the earth. We're going to remove you from the earth. Chance for you to have a clean, clean slate. We're going to remove you from the earth if you go out and do crime again. There's no reason to steal. There's no reason to kill. Everybody who is live would get a copy of the rules. Now, these rules wouldn't be some, I don't know if you want to say totalitarian, because I'm not even sure I know what all that means, but it wouldn't be some like no all say all people are gonna live people are gonna be silly you know they're gonna they're gonna cut up right but i'm talking crime you know people that are just out here just nasty people people that are shooting people people that are robbing banks people that are um you know raping and doing all these things like that no uh we're not we're not gonna have that if if i'm ruling the world it, it's just not gonna happen because there's too many as far as like with, you know, rape, because that's a big topic, so as far as something like that, you got, okay, you got these sex addicts and people out here that want to just pleasure themselves, okay, well, there's, like, millions of people that feel the same way, so why not put all of you in the same room and let you do what you do with each other, don't go out here and, and be trying to take stuff from people, you know, you got some nice lady or something, some upstanding lady, you know, got a family, she don't need to walk home and worry about some weirdo jumping out of the bushes, no, let that weirdo go over here to where, Maybe it's a whole freaking island or something of a, not a highland, but just an area where all that uh, kinky, risque stuff with sleazy women is there, or sleazy men, he could go there, knock himself out, it's all, it's all to his liking, it's all over there, right? But, even over there, there would be patrols, so if you break the law, right, if you break the law, you know, you go and slap somebody or hurt somebody, commit some vicious crime then you get punished. And see, I think a long time ago, I don't know if they still do it in some countries. I mean, they used to cut people's hands off for stealing. I know the country that it happened in, but I'm not going to mention it just because it may not be going on or it may have been a taboo thing. But yeah, if you stole, they cut your hand off. They didn't play. So they didn't have many people stealing. You know, it, it just didn't happen. So yeah, I mean, but first I would give people a shot. Everybody would get a shot. Like from today moving forward, I make sure it was broadcasted on every, every channel, every network, you know, and just posted everywhere, all over online, so the whole world knew. Nobody can say you didn't know. You know, when a baby's born, it comes out. The doctor reads it to it. Like that's the first thing, first grade. That's what kids read. They learn the mantra. They learn the rules, right? Because I think a lot of time people out here doing silly things because they don't know the rules. They're like, oh, I don't know if I could, if I could do this or I could do this. No, you would, you would know the rules if I ruled the world. I don't care if you're 90 years old and you can't read, you're blind. Somebody's going to read it to you. We're going to put it in Braille. We're going to, I mean, put it in vibrations, echolocation, however you, however you need the message delivered. You're going to get it. Now, so that's a little bit about crime. How I would handle that. Now, how would I handle... I guess this, this global warming thing, right? That's what people are talking about, global warming. Everybody's, oh, the glaciers are melting and, and it's all over. Okay, look, we're, we're here for a little bit. I don't know how much longer we're going to be here, but we're here until we're, until we're not anymore. So, I mean, you can't really, you know, sound the alarms and all that stuff. It's not going to make a big difference. So you're either going to roll with the changes or get rolled over. So if the glaciers melt, the glaciers melt. It doesn't really matter. Now, 
on the other on the other turn, what could we do to prepare for it, or what could we do to circumvent that? I don't know. There's really not a whole lot you can do because it's divine intervention. If he wants the world to melt, then the world's going to melt. It's not a whole lot you can do with it. So I probably wouldn't even worry about it. But I probably would look at pollution. Now, with pollution, you have to say, well, what are the sources? So then you have the cows and all their, their gases and stuff going like that. Then you have the uh, nuclear nuclear centers, you know, with the nuclear reactors and all this radioactive waste they're putting in the rivers. Yeah, that's illegal. That would be nipped in the bud. If you're a company and you're dumping toxic waste into the water systems, oh, you're, you're done. You're getting shut down with the quickness, with the quickness. Uh, probably put some funds into developing a economically or ecologically friendly uh, resource of power. Yeah, we definitely get rid of that. All these toxic chemicals, yeah, they're they're gone. I mean, just just forget it. Just banned across the world. Just outlawed. Um, and we're gonna get to the military. We're gonna get to the military. You know, we're gonna get to them. Just just hold tight. We're gonna just hold tight. Uh, but yeah, we would we would ban all those chemicals. Um, that would definitely help out the agriculture. I mean, bring the, um, the resources back, bring the trees back, bring the fresh air back just a little bit. It would take over time. Of course it would take some time. We're talking years, several years, but these are the changes I was put in place. And hopefully the person that came after me or people uh, that came after me would follow these principles. And then let me hit one more light one before I take another break. So let's see, what's another problem in the world? Um, media. Media is a big problem in the world. You know, I rarely read the news, right? In America. Rarely read the news in America. I read the news in other countries, but I don't read the news in America because here, a lot of the stuff they're reporting on, it's got a slant. It's skewed. It's not true. It's false. It's It's not accurate. It's inaccurate. Um, and you could see that, I mean, a good a good example of that is when we have, you know, bad weather, you know, inclemental uh, weather, you're going to have the reporters out there in the worst possible location. They're going to be screaming, talking about us, oh, raining cats and dogs, the wind's blowing, you know, 100 knots, I can barely stand, and we got puddles of water and windows are broken. They're going to they're gonna make it seem like it's the end of the world, like it's the freaking apocalypse, right? And so they did that, right, with this bad storm they had. And then you had these guys, because the guy, the, the reporter, sitting there talking about how bad the water is and how high the water is in the flood. And he's like, I'm up to my knees and all this stuff, right? And behind him, probably 30 feet behind him, two guys walking, no wind blowing, and freaking flip-flops and shorts. So that tells you how the media tries to play on, on the people. You know, how they're trying to trick you, how they're trying to, you know, swing your view one way or the other. So you'll get in a panic because when people are in a panic, what do they do? They go to the store, they buy groceries, right? So it boosts the economy. So I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, Also, they have these actors, you know, I don't know how they do it, but they have these actors. So they'll basically, let's say some little massacre happens, right? Something bad, something unfortunate happens. They have some little massacre at a church or a school or a public gathering. And then you got these people on there. They're like, yeah, I saw the whole thing. And he came out shooting and his guns and blazing, crying. Now, fast forward to a couple of things that people have done on the research. They have actually 
captured it to where you'll have the same people in different events all over the states doing the same little reaction. So how are you going to be in Oklahoma, you know, when this big blazing fire is going on, and then you're going to be over here in New York where somebody's getting shot down and then be down there in Texas? You know, I'm like, okay, so these are actors. It's crazy. Like, if you go online, I mean, you can't believe everything you see online, but, I mean, these people have taken the time. These people have taken the time to go look through the footage, and, and they've noticed these patterns. So there's a lot of things out there. A lot of people say, you know, it's with the, the whole conspiracies and the MK Ultra and all the things like that, but just bear with me. There's a lot of things out there that the media does, and the thing is the media tells you what they want you to know. They tell you what they're allowed to, to, to tell you, right, By, uh, in, in general. So got a little little tied up there, a little tongue-tied. I was here to say, Vibshe, but this isn't a damn podcast, right? So in general, they tell you what they want to tell you. They tell you what they want you to hear. They're censored, so you got the censorship. That's just like in some other countries, not going to mention the name, they don't even let let the, uh, they let their people have access to what's going on in the world. They only tell their people what they want them to know. If you're out there and you're somehow listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, some, some governments uh, definitely control what their people, you know, their nation can hear or know about the world around them. It's pretty crazy. But let's take another break and then we'll come back. Hit the government and then we'll, we'll jump, not the government, we'll hit the military and then we'll jump out. All right, so you've been waiting for it. I don't know how long it'll be, but uh, the military. What would I do about the military? Before I talk about the military, I just want to say that I did watch some things today that were pretty interesting. It was about a group called Antifa. It was about uh, some topics called a uh, police state, like how the world would be with a police state in Antifa. And a couple other radical groups um, and things out there that were uh, causing causing a ruckus in the world. Um, liberals, uh, Republicans, far left, far rightist, all that activist, all that Nazi, neo-Nazi, and the, the racial and the gentrification, all, all the all those groups, right? Let me tell you how I'm going to handle that. And I'm going to handle that with the military. Okay? So, one, I would have to call a meeting, right? There's no need in trying to talk to every single soldier out there. Because, see, the thing you have to understand about soldiers is soldiers do their job. Soldiers are just like you. They work at a factory. They do their job. They're told to do something. They do it. They're soldiers. They get programmed, right? To do a job. Sometimes that job is to be the bad guy. So you can't really necessarily target them. You got to go for the leaders, the captains, the generals. So I'd gather the 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 so-called powers that be, you know, and let them know who the new power is uh, in charge. Uh, basically, but see, I wouldn't be like I'm in charge and I'm ruling the world. No, I would be in charge, right? But I would have a council of advisors, right, uh, from around the world, from around the world, not just all Americans. No, I'm talking, I, I'm going to have, I'm going to have people from Asia, I'm going to have people from Europe, I'm going to have people from Africa, I'm going to have people from Australia, Iceland, Alaska, everywhere in the world, right? Because I can't be everywhere in the world. And that's not my intention to be everywhere in the world. But here's the thing. 
I'd gather the powers that so-called be, I'm put that in air quotes, right? And I'd say, what is your mission? What is your mission? Why are you here? What is your fight? And he might sit there and he might say, well, we live in this country and we're warring with this country because we want more land. I say, okay, so you're warring with that country over there. All right, hey, you, over there, stand up. Stand up, both of you, right here in front of me, right here, right now. Okay, so he says that he's warring with you because he needs more resources in your country, okay? And I, I guess in turn, you're, you're warring with him. And he says, yeah, well, we're, we're fighting, you know, we're defending our land. I say, okay, here's, here's, here's the thing. None of you own the land, okay? Nobody owns it. God put the land here. And it's for everybody. So I don't care, you know, just because you live there and you're all, you don't own nothing, right? We're all renting, right? We're all renting this land. We're here temporarily. After us, there will be new, right? So you're going to share it. And you're going to, whether you like it or not, you're, you're going to share this land. So I would look at the resource, divvy it up, spread it out. And if they need more resources, I would give them more resources. Let's say, okay, now you have 50, he has 50. Nobody's got to be in each other's pockets. Nobody needs to be mad. Now, if there is an attack from your country to this country, there will be consequences. Those consequences will be you will be removed from power in your area. You see what I'm saying? Remove from power. Just remove his whole political campaign. Just disassemble his whole structure. Easily, swiftly, in a snap of a finger. Right? Because, like I said, a lot of times, I mean, you cut the head off, the body follows. So you cut the head off, the body follows. They, they, they don't know what to do. They're disorganized. Be the disruptor. But, yeah, as far as guns, right? As far as weapons military militarization and all that i mean do we need that no we don't but but i guess we have to have it just in case just in case something goes wrong because see everybody probably wouldn't be happy with somebody trying to spread peace around the world and in my idea peace might not be peace in other countries but if i have my council behind me you know members of the world um with the world in its best interest um i think it could be i think it could be done because good breeds good right evil breeds evil good breeds good as they say so that's definitely definitely a huge topic i mean i there's probably as many topics as raindrops on the windshield when you talk about the military weapons and guns and and how to control the situation um, it's already out of hand at this point, but I would say if we, if we got rid of the main problem, identify what that is, because I don't think anybody knows what it is. Identify the problem. I guess it's just who, you know, control, control. Everybody's fighting for control. See, if it was one, one, uh, leadership, one power if there was one power over the whole world nobody would be fighting because it'd be like everybody would be brothers and sisters what are we even fighting for we all you know pay the same taxes we all work for the same cause and see that's the thing we're divided you know we're a world is divided and that's the problem we're not united if we were united we would be strong could you imagine if if south america i mean 
and China were working together or America and Africa or the whole world. Like, if you could freely travel around the world, right? You could just take a trip from South, South America and fly to freaking North Korea. You know, North Korea to California. No worries, no border patrol and all that stuff because we done got we've got rid of all the guns, we've got rid of all the all the the trouble, the bad people. Like I said, after after we removed all those problems, it would be down to the individual. If the individual wants to go out there and be silly, you know, do something just stupid, then they get punished. They get they get removed. So yeah, we would we would have some slapping going on. We would have some serious slapping. It wouldn't be wrist slapping. You would feel the effects. If you don't did something wrong, you would know you did something wrong and you probably wouldn't do it again because the punishment would be so significant that you would think about taking your next breath. <laughs> you know? And I think that's what has to happen. I mean, sometimes I mean punishment out here is just too light. And that's why people do it. They're like, oh I just I just go out and, and, and slap this lady or beat this kid and I'll go do thirty days in jail and get back out and do the same thing. No, that's not gonna happen. That's that's not going to happen. You hurt that kid, you will know you hurt that kid. You will remember that for every day of the rest of your life. But you will still be alive. On the first one, you do it again, then you get removed. It's that simple. Straightforward, cutthroat. Not literally, but short and sweet, to the point. Maybe that's what I would do. Maybe I would do things differently, but like I said, I'm just talking with a cup's worth of um cup's worth of conversation i mean we could go on for hours with it but you know i would be curious to hear what you would do if you ruled the world for a day and on that i'll see you in the next one